Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We welcome Joe in. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm... I don't hear Joe. Was you there? Uh, can you hear me? Oh, there you go, Joe. Now we got you. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right. Uh... You bump into Mike Ford a lot? Not not really. You, 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 a you little must... bit in spring training. A little right. bit in spring training. Tell me and, what you know uh, about him. He could hit. I mean, that was the thing. They were impressed by the way he swung the bat. And he's a little bit older, and I believe he's a college kid, but he seemed to handle everything in the minor league stops that he was at, and they always said he could hit. You know, uh, Bird's hurt again. Forget that, Joe. He just seemed to be struggling like crazy again. You know, it, it, maybe we're all wrong, and he's one of those guys who just looks the part, and he's never going to be the hitter we thought he was? Yeah, you know, I think he came up, I believe, in 2015. It was pretty impressive, and um, it's just, I mean, think about how many at-bats he's had since 2015. Not a whole lot, and I, and I think it's really hard for a kid that's used to playing every day to put up consistent at-bats until he really gets 100, 200 at-bats under his belt to where he gets back. I mean, he may need another year um, of playing every day somewhere to, to get going again. I just think that the lack of at-bats has really hurt this kid. You know, if he's going to be the guy we thought he was, he may have to do it on another team. It may be to the point where, you know, here it's hard to get a lot of chances. We know that. They, there's a lot of expectations. It might get to the point where maybe a change of scenery works for him. Who knows? It might, but I still think it comes down to he needs 300 at-bats somewhere, um, you know, before you're going to see the real Greg Bird and understand who he could possibly be because he just hasn't played. And, you know, I, I don't know any player that, that doesn't play that's an everyday player that doesn't get consistent at-bats that's productive. A caller brought this up, and he was right. I looked at it. A lot of big pitchers are struggling right now. A lot of, a lot of the top pitchers are struggling. Uh, I know a lot of home runs are leaving the park. We know that. But what, any reason, you think weather-related, any reason why big pitchers are struggling so much? I just – no, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. You know, I, I think when you look at some of the, the Boston Red Sox, you can understand that a little bit because of – you know, I, I, I'm still going to go back. There's some fatigue factor from last year, I believe, for what they were asked to do. And I think they're a little bit behind. And, and I understand why Alex Cora did what he did, because I did the same thing. You know, the year that we went all the way, I slowed our pitchers down in spring training. But um, I, I really can't tell you. Uh, you know, it's, the weather has not been great every place. But some of these guys that you expected a lot from have really struggled for whatever reason. And... Could guys be getting used to more power? Possibly. Um, but it doesn't seem to affect a guy like Blake Snell. I mean, no, who just got – now, no. he broke his toe. and yes. Yeah, and they put him on the, uh, the injured list, and then after they put him on the injured list, they say he's only going to miss one start. Then why the heck would they put him on the injured list? Well, maybe they have some days off, and it gives him 11 or 12 days before his next start. And then they can call up a minor league kid. I guess you know, I, 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 I would figure open. maybe you got to be careful though. You don't want a guy to get to, to change his arm uh, or change his arm slot or change anything with his with his throwing motion by compensating for having a bad foot. You are absolutely right. You know when when someone hurts 
you know, something in their legs, you worry that they're going to overcompensate and it's going to cause a problem. And I think sometimes it causes a problem in the other leg. You end up hurting the other leg. I think that might have happened to Francisco Lindor, you know, with the issues that he had in the one leg, and then he, you know, sprained his ankle on the other side. So you have to be careful with this kid because he is special. Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, talking about, especially, you know, everyone's talked about Alonzo and he's been great. This McNeil can really hit for the Mets. I mean, they got, a, he might be a bad fielder. He might not be a great fielder. Maybe they got to find a position for him, but boy, he does hit a lot of line drives. Well, he provides them a lot of options because of all the different positions. And, you know, you look at his at-bats against right-handers during the course of this you know year that he's had, he's been special. I mean, th- this kid can really hit and, you know, you're playing with left and right and some third and some second and maybe even some first. And, you know, his numbers have probably been a little overshadowed by what Alonzo's done because he's been so special with the home runs and the RBIs. But this kid, he can really swing the bat. No, he's and a good hitter. Uh, he, he's a very he, good hitter. He's going yeah. to help, help him a lot. You know, Cano um, looks so good in spring training. I mean, he hit everything hard. He hit the other ball the other way. He led the spring training in hits. He hit like 420 or something, and he has, since hitting a home run his first at bat, he has not looked good at the plate. He's been getting beat inside. He has not, he's hit the ball very meekly. He has not hit the ball well. Now, maybe it's the cold weather. I don't know, but uh, I don't know how many at bats before you'd be worried, but he hasn't looked like Robinson Cano. No, he hasn't. And it could be a slow start. It could be the weather. And, and you got to remember, he changed leagues. Yeah, I think so that's he, the thing. I asked him if that was going to bother him when I saw him in the spring, and he said no. I think that's what it is. I think it's hard to learn the pitches. What do you think about that? Oh, I definitely think so. I, because you don't know what they're going to do in certain situations and where they go to get you out. Where He knows the American League. You know, He knows what Verlander's going to do. He knows what CeCe's going to try to do. I mean, he knows what you know, Evaldi's going to try to do to him. He doesn't know any of that because he's not faced, you know, he faces them once every three years, maybe, you know, if, if they match up that way. So I think that it's going to take him a while. You know, the good thing about the division, you're going to see guys 19 times and you're going to get to know them pretty quick. You know, a uh, couple of guys I want to mention, Joe, number one, um, this guy is hands down the most underrated pitcher and ba- uh, player in baseball, not even close. Oakland's Chris Davis gets yeah. no zero attention. Now I understand there's a Chris Davis in Baltimore who never gets a hit, although he did hit a home run and now he's gotten a couple of hits. But this guy, all he does last three years, forty two, forty three, forty eight homers. This year already, he's got you know he leads everybody in home runs. The guy's put up ever since he left Milwaukee. He's put up monster numbers. Now you know your scouting reports and what they said about him. Tell me something about – now, I've watched him play when he played against you guys, uh, and obviously he's a sinewy guy who looks strong and everything like that. Tell me something about Chris Davis. Well, I, I think early on in his career, breaking balls gave him trouble, but I think he's figured out how to hit them. And the other thing is, you know, very seldom do you have a kid that's 25, 26, it's a DH. You know, he really needs to be a DH because he just, he just can't throw and he can't – you know, his defense is – you know, is is not where you would want it to be for a left fielder. So I think, you know, you look at Milwaukee, it was a bad fit. He got to Oakland, he got to play every day, he played some left field, he started to DH, and then he started to DH every day and could concentrate on his offense, and he's a special player. He's got great bat speed, he knows how to hit the ball out of the ballpark, he knows how to drive in runs, and it's been a great fit for him. I think he was born to be a DH, 
and it just took some time to get to that position. 43-110, you know, 42-102. And we know what Uh, he's going to hit for average. We know. I mean, We we can mail that in. You know, the bottom line is, I mean, the numbers are uh, are scary the last three years. 10-20 already this year. What's the – if you're going to get him out, you're going to get him out with the breaking ball? Can you get a fastball by this guy? Oh, you can, but, I I mean, he's – I mean, bottom line, he's a good hitter. I mean, he's going to strike out. He's going to strike out some, but you know that at some point he's going to do some damage. Um, And that's just who he is. Uh, You know, the breaking ball has always been somewhat successful, but he's gotten better. I mean, you look at his strikeout totals, you know, he's going to strike out close to 175 times every year. Yeah, he struck out 100. Last year, he struck out 175 and hit 240 on base 325, but he had. But he had uh, 28 doubles, 48 homers, and 123 RBIs. Yeah, I mean, he's just a powerful young kid. And he's not a kid anymore. He's 31 years old. But he's just a powerful player that um, fits really well in Oakland, uh, loves that, that ballpark, and you can bet that he's going to hit 247 because he's done it the last four years, and he's going to hit 40-plus homers and drive in 100 runs. And... He doesn't get a lot of love. I think it's because of where he plays. And the, the, you know, I always loved playing in Oakland because I think it's an enjoyable park to play in because of their fans. They're loud. They have Would it fun bother there. you that no one noticed you? Yeah, I, I, this kid should be noticed. I mean, this kid should definitely be noticed. But you know, it doesn't seem to bother him. Um, he goes and plays and puts up numbers every year and doesn't seem to worry about it. Now. The other one I've loved since he was in Miami, and I don't know if he was there when you, you know, you probably, I don't know if you ever bumped into this kid at all, but is Yelich. Did you see Yelich as a young guy or no? No. Okay. No, I mean, so, he's way too young for me. I was there yeah, a right, long time. Right, right, but I thought maybe you bumped into him somewhere, but you never saw How about Yelich? How about what he's done against the Cardinals? Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got seven home runs against the Cardinals already. I mean, that's, that's in 13 at-bats, I believe it is. I mean, it's absolutely incredible, and... He has really figured it out. You know, he got away from that big ballpark in Miami. He's a contact guy that hits home runs. And that's rare because a lot of the home run hitters are strikeout guys. Like a Chris Davis, they're going to strike out 175 times. This guy doesn't strike out. And that's what makes him so dangerous. Last year, 326 with a 402 on base, uh, on base percentage, had uh, 36 110, 326. Well, second half numbers. I mean, I mean insane. You want to see yeah. numbers. Yeah. I mean. But, I mean, crazy. He, he went on. He, but he's got, I mean, at an, at, I mean, we knew he was good. They had great hitters on that team. They, you had, obviously, Giancarlo. You had the other guy, Asuna. And you had Yelich. But, you know, and you had the catcher, uh, Riamuto. So they had really good players. But uh, Yelich kind of was kind of forgotten there. And he's the one that might be the best of all of them. You're right. Because of his ability to hit for average and power. Um that's what makes him so great. And he's a guy that can play right, center, or left. He plays all over in the outfield. He gives you a ton of versatility, too, which is probably not talked about a lot. But though he played all three positions last year, and he's still only 27 years old. And he's only going to get better. So that's the scary part. Uh, a- absolutely. Um, Tampa continues to win. We know that. At what point? If you're managing the Yankees or the Red Sox, at what point would you be where you're getting your staff together and you're saying, guys, listen, we got to get, we know we don't have our players, but we got to kind of kickstart this thing. Would it have happened already or would it not have happened yet? 
No, I, I think they I, – I'm sure they've talked about it. You know, you talk about how you're going to win every game, and, and we still have enough offense to score runs, and, and our pitching is, is a little beat up, but it's still – you know, you still have three or four starters that, that are supposed to be there. So we're okay. Let's, let's not panic. Let's continue to do the things that we need to do. But, you know, I think the big thing is telling guys not to do too much. Don't try to do too much because – there's still plenty of offense in this lineup to score runs. You still have LeMahieu. You still have Judge. You still have Voigt. Um, you know, you still have plenty of guys. You still have Glaber. There's still plenty of guys to score runs in this lineup. So let's not panic. Let's put up good at-bats. Let's continue to pitch. We still have a really, really good bullpen. Let's get those guys on track. And that's been a little bit of a surprising part for me is there's been some struggles down there, which I didn't really see coming. No, they they have struggled. I mean, they really have. Their bullpen, you know, with Patanzas out, now he's out longer. Severino's out longer. And the bullpen, you know, has not been great. Let's be honest. Green struggled a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and I'm surprised at that. And and here's here's the danger. You, you look at the Red Sox, they're 6-11. and 11. You look at the Yankees, they're 6-9. and nine. You better believe that Tampa's better than maybe what you thought. You know, they won 90-plus games last year, and sometimes – you know, you think you're just going to fight against the Red Sox. So there has to be a little sense of urgency that, hey, we need to get going. We know that there's people injured. So what? we got to find a way. And, and that's, I think, the important thing. You know, uh, do, do you think it, it impacts the players not to have everybody in the lineup? Or it, it, is it not a factor for them? I mean, does it, is it something that is going to be talked about day in and day out? Or is it not? I mean, is it, is it a big issue on the team or is it not an issue? I think there's probably individual conversations going on where, hey, don't try to do too much. I mean, if, if you're the opposing pitcher, you can definitely say don't let Judge beat you. You, you know that. So the other guys are going to have to be able to get the job done but not too much put too much pressure on themselves. You know, when you have that lineup that was so deep and so powerful and your number nine hitters hitting 25 home runs and, and hitting 290 and you got Andohar who was hitting seventh, who's, you know, a 30, 100 guy, maybe, it's different. So the guys that are being asked to do maybe a little bit more, you got to tell them to relax and just be who you are and um, we'll score runs. They're going to score runs still. Hey, Paxton, um, listen, we've seen great players come here and struggle under the expectations first time around. Great hitters, great pitchers, all right? It's a tough town to play in. It's even tougher if you're wearing the pinstripes. Paxton's already going to see a sports psychologist. Uh, what would you tell him as your manager to kind of get him calmed down? Um, just be who you are, you know? And sometimes it takes a month, Mike. Sometimes it takes two months. You can talk to him as much as you want, but the bottom line is they have to learn to relax in that situation and understand that the reason we went and got you or the reason that we signed you was because of what you did before, not what we're asking. We're not asking you to do any more than what you did before. Sometimes even the greatest player, even Roger Clemens, I thought, struggled the first three months because he didn't know exactly what he was supposed to do and how he fit in and was he supposed to be the guy. Just be yourself. That's, that's all we're asking you to do. Just be yourself. And as soon as they figure out that, they'll be great players again. You know, it's, you, you know, especially a new guy, you know, and you don't know what the guy's makeup is. I mean, I don't know yet. We haven't seen him in a big spot. You don't really know the guy yet. It, it, this is a tough town for a lot of guys. Some guys never get comfortable in this town. 
Oh, I agree. I, I've seen a lot of players never get comfortable, and um, they're not quite the player they were before they got there, and they're not quite the player after. You know, when they when they leave, they become the player they were before. So, I mean, we've seen it plenty of times, and it's not for everybody. But um, I think the clubhouse is a welcoming place. I think the clubhouse does a really good job of of trying to help players relax. But players feel that expectation, and they're going to feel it tonight. Is they is they face the Boston Red Sox, even though the Red Sox are struggling, you're going to feel that energy and how it's different tonight, and it's the first for a lot of these guys. All right, Joe, we'll chat next week. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Have a great right. night. Thank you. Joe Girardi, he'll be with us once a week as he uh, goes about his business, and he will manage again. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.